Johnson. Welcome to the first episode of Office Hours here on Film 101. It's a new year, and like many of you, when the calendar turns, I like to try something new. Enter Office Hours, a short audio recap of the movies that I have seen recently. The plan is to try and release an episode most weeks. But you know, this is a New Year's resolution if there ever was one. Some stick, others don't. And if you end up enjoying this new feature or you don't, please reach out and let me know. With that, it's on to the films I watched the week of January 1st, 2024. All of them just so happen to be 2023 releases. It's almost as if I'm cramming for my 2023 10 best list. We begin with The Holdovers, the latest from Sideways and The Descendants director Alexander Payne, a personal favorite of mine. This pairs Sideways star Paul Giamatti with up-and-comer Dominic Sessa and Divine Joy Rudolph as holdovers at an elite New England boarding school during Christmas break. Giamatti, Sessa, and Rudolph are each angry and broken by their own circumstances, and they are less than thrilled to be together, to be with anyone really. While their circumstances are distinct, their need for companionship is shared, and between Giamatti's erudite outbursts, Thessa's sarcastic retorts, and Rudolph's exasperation with both a bond forms. There's nothing surprising in how the holdovers plays out, and it is a bit long in getting to its point, but this is still one of last year's best because of how deeply invested in each of the characters you become. I could watch Giamatti mock rich kids forever. But what I most wanted at the end was for him and Sessa to just embrace. Don't miss The Holdovers, which is streaming now on Peacock Premium, and which I predict will become a Christmas classic for years to come. Next up is A Haunting in Venice, the third installment in Kenneth Branagh's cinematic revival of Agatha Christie's Hercule Poirot. Branagh both directs and stars as Poirot, and he's joined this time around by the likes of Tina Fey, Camille Cotton, Emma Laird, Michelle Yeoh, and Jamie Dornan, among others. This was spooky and silly enough that I found myself wishing I had been able to watch this on Halloween instead of New Year's Day. Poirot tries to solve three murders and explain the seemingly supernatural occurrences taking place in a creaky dark palazzo in Venice. I couldn't stand the previous entry in this series, Death on the Nile, but the much quirkier cast and Poirot's own self-doubt made this quite a fun little lark. The casting of Faye is inspired, as is her introduction at the very start to set the right tone. A Haunting in Venice is streaming now on Hulu. From post-war Venice to France in the Middle Ages, also streaming on Hulu is Quasi, the latest from the Broken Lizard comedy troupe that brought us the cult classic Super Troopers. The thing about Broken Lizard is that their comedies are second-rate. Part of the joke is that they can't really act, but they'll be absurd and silly, play a bunch of different roles, and anyway, there aren't enough comedies these days, and they have Brian Cox on speed dial. Well, even in a time where comedies are scarce, this hardly qualifies as water in the desert. The problem for Broken Lizard is that first-rate satirists and Mel Brooks and Monty Python have already had their turn with the Middle Ages. Though too has the likes of Danny McBride with 2011's Your Highness. Rewatch those or Super Troopers or Beer Fest and skip this one entirely. Rustin, a biopic about civil rights activist Bayard Rustin, who helped organize the 1963 March on Washington, is shabby in its own way. Poor lighting abounds, as does the out-of-nowhere interspersal of archival footage of the march, with scenes filmed with the actors of today. 
I appreciate the push to give a forgotten figure like Rustin his moment in the sun, and Coleman Domingo is truly excellent bringing him to life. But this falls victim to the worst habits of this type of film and ends up feeling like a work of activism more than it is a piece of art. Rustin is streaming on Netflix, though a better use of your time would be to revisit Ava DuVernay's Selma. Last, though not least in this list, is Godland, an Icelandic film inspired by wet plate photographs from the 19th century. The photographs captured life on the remote southeast coast of Iceland just as it was being settled, and the film takes all of its cues from there, whether that be the story or the 4 by 3 ish rounded frame of all of the shots. Godland is on the shortlist for Best Foreign Film at this year's Oscars, but it's not one I will be pulling for if it does end up getting nominated. The cinematography is absolutely stunning. The glaciers and volcanoes and mud and craggy burden cliffs certainly drive home how hard life must have been back then. But if the point was to bring those old photos to life, I think I would just prefer to use my own imagination or maybe look at a nature documentary than rely on what these filmmakers could conjure. Okay, that wraps up Office Hours for the first time and for the week of January 1st, 2024. Here's hoping you can stay warmer than a 19th century Danish priest on the coast of Iceland, and I'll be back next week. 